Join Marketing Lancashire as we hear from a brilliant collective of brands, brains, people and places. In this first season, we will be talking to some of our Lancashire ambassadors about their businesses and how they have made Lancashire their own. Well, I'm delighted to be here uh, with Paul Sharples, Commercial Director of Stonyhurst, uh, for the latest in our series of Lancashire Ambassador podcasts. Uh, good morning, Paul. Yeah, good morning, Rachel. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me on. No problem at all. It's lovely to see you. Um, let's start by telling us a little bit about Stonyhurst, because I think lots of people might be aware uh, of its existence, but not necessarily know that much about its history or indeed about its current um, offer to Lancashire. Yeah, so, we, so we're, uh, we're a boarding school and a, and a day school. Uh, we've got two sites. We've got St Mary's Hall, which is the prep school across across the campus. That's for th- from three to 13. Um, and then we've got the main college, which is from 14 up to 18. Um, so as a school, we've, we were founded in 1593. Um, so we've been around now for a significant period of time. We're a Jesuit Catholic school. Um, so we follow the follow Ignatian education. And the premise of that is all about being, be- being better people for men and for women. Um, we've been co-educational now for about 30 years. Um, so that kind of the myth of us being a boys' school is not, is not the case. Um, and we've got a, re- a range of activities that, that our students go through over, a, over the time with us. To give a very rich, rounded educational pathway, uh, so uh, so academic excellence is hugely important as a school. But but from our perspective, it's very much about how we develop the person as a whole. So the co-curricular activities, whether that be sports, art, music, are very is are very significant parts of the daily life as a, a pupil at school. Um, and they work very hard. They, they work um, long days, um, Monday through Friday, and Saturday mornings as well. Um, so it's quite a challenge, I guess, for some people to to be doing that kind of activity. Um, but it's but it's all, as I said before, it's all about how we develop the whole person, um, and that resonates as you see the young people developing. I've only been in post for it's coming up for about six months now, and that's one of the things that I've seen, I guess, as quite a quite a special part of story as young people develop over that time, um, and you buy into it. I think as a staff member within the Within the school, and and for me, I certainly have in the short time that I've been in, I've been in post. I guess really, um, you know, from a from a from what 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 are we to Lancashire? I think, as you said before, lots of people know that Stonyhurst exists as a school. Um, do they know much about what's behind the walls? I'm not so sure. And I think I hope that we, we were able to kind of show Mark, the Mark to Lancashire team a little bit about what we are when when you came earlier in earlier this year if I look around and to see some of the, the collections and what we've got from a historic perspective. I think from a Lancashire point of view, I think now that sort of COVID is is hopefully um, done in terms of the, the impact that it has on people's ability to access space, this summer is very exciting for us at, at school. So our collection will be back, will be back open um, fully from the 7th of July. So that, that runs so that runs through July and August. And we're delighted to be able to show our Shakespeare folio, the first folio of Shakespeare, which is one that I think is 235 left in the world. So we're able to show that, and that will form part of our Shakespeare exhibition, which starts in June. Um, so Dr. Jan Graffius, who's our curator and looks after all things historic at Stonehurst, she she's putting on some wonderful um exhibition things for us for the for the summer. 
and I'm and I'm told that if you you can click on a particular link anywhere in the world and find out where a Shakespeare's folio is being shown, and you can go and visit that. So ours will be one of those. Um, so hopefully people will come along and look at that, which is pretty spectacular for us as a as a college to have one of those books in in our in our possession. Really. So that's one of the things that I think is really special about what's coming up this summer. You mentioned, you talked about the collections there that you have at Stonyhurst, and I believe it's the oldest uh, speaking, oldest museum in the English speaking world. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. We, we've got um, relics, paintings, artwork from a, from a range of, of sources. Really. I think lots of things are uh, have resonance to Catholic um, religion. Um, got a number of things linked back to sort of the time of Henry VIII and the Reformation. We've been on this site now for what's that, 250-ish years, give or take now, um, and, and developed our our school over that period of time, really. So we've everything from um, megalodon tooths to stuffed cave and crocodiles to stuffed animals from the Charles Walterton collection. And, and I think for for the local schools in the area, we, we, we welcome schools in. We don't charge for schools to come and book um, time with joining the collections because it's all about us sharing that rich history that we've got, but also being able to contextualise some of the artefacts that we've got from a historic perspective, perhaps aren't as relevant in today's society from a, from where we are now as as um, as individuals. But it helps us contextualise what's been done about that and why that's important. Still be able to reflect on what on what on what history has been in, in the past. And I think when you were in, Jan just returned from doing a lecture in Oxford, Oxford University about various things that we've got within our collections, um, items that belong to Thomas More, Queen Mary, uh, Mary Queen of Scots Prayer Book is something that we've got in the collections as well. So it's all really rich um, historical things that sort of share the story of our, of our country as well as much as anything else. So it's quite interesting really when, and it takes a while to learn it all and I can't, I'm just touching the surface, I guess. <laughs> At the moment, but as you know, with every passing day, you pick up a little bit of a tip, I guess, from when you're listening to people who are more experienced than I am in terms of what we've got in school. So it's uh, it's pretty good, really. And one of the things we've recently done, I don't know if I was able, I don't know if I showed you when you when the Marks Line should team were in, but we've just renovated um, one of the one of the historic rooms, which was the philosopher's study previously, and it's been in a state of disrepair, I guess, for for a number of years. So that's just been renovated and taken back. Um, to what it used to be like, because at, at Stonehurst in pre-First World War, if you were if you returned as a as a, a university student, you were classed as a philosopher. So that room has been redeveloped and rebuilt, so we can welcome philosophers back to study subjects beyond A level, because um, that was the university provision pre-First World War as well. So that's been quite good um, over these past few weeks, and we've done all that internally as well. So all our craftsmen that work in college, joiners, plumbers, electricians have done all that work under Jan's, Jan's keen eye. Um, so she's re, she's put that room back together with, she's put Crystal Cromwell's tables in that room and Arthur Condor's writing desk is in that room as well. So it's quite uh, quite a historic space. Really. And, that's it, and that's in kind of the original part of school as well, which dates back to 1593. So uh, as in the building, which was a, an old uh, hunting lodge pre Pre-Stonehurst school being in this in this place, so um, all good stuff, really. She is incredible, Jan, isn't she? And it's not just the objects that she takes such great care of, but the amazing stories that she's able to tell about them as well. 
Yeah, Jan's been at school for 22 years, and I think it's it's testament, I guess, to to somebody's to somebody's passion and, and and vocation because she is she is fully immersed in 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 what we have at Stonehurst in terms of both things that are on public display all of the time, whether that's in a corridor leading to classrooms or in one of the in one of the numerous chapels across the site. But it's kind of the way that it's looked after and managed and meticulously really and you know we're first and foremost we're a school and we're here to educate people um but we're able to use that facility both the building from a historic perspective and and the collections that that are under our under our guardianship it's for the school to use and to develop and that's kind of you know what a way to teach people about Shakespeare whilst using the first folio or indeed a way to teach people about um, first and second world wars by contextualising with the Victoria Cross that we've got in, in, in collections from from an OS um, from, uh, from the Second World War. So it's it's great to be having those things to to keep people in tune with um, the history of Stonehurst and its pupils. Yeah, and you talked about developing the full pupil, supporting a, a full person's development, and you have some very very impressive alumni from Stonyhurst, don't you? Not just the the famous people that we might have all heard of, but also the Victoria Cross winners that you've mentioned. Is yep. there, do you have, is there seven Victoria Cross? Yeah, seven, seven uh, OS were awarded Victoria Cross from, from various um, conflicts. We have one in the collections uh, from a, an OS called Jackman, so that's in, in, in the public gallery downstairs. But then up in the in the original dining hall, which is what we refer to as a top refectory, that's where we display. We've got seven the seven portraits of the VC um, recipients in that space there again. Um, but again, I guess that that's all part of that kind of long history of Stonehurst, really, because first and second world war wise, there are a number of OS um, that unfortunately lost lives. Um, and it, again, that's something that helps the headmaster contextualise his remembrance remembrance weekend services because we've got real things that we're able to show people and show students about what that means, uh, both to have been a recipient of a, v- uh, of a VC and also to be able to have that one in the collections to show people and to um, and to sort of link it back to what Stonehurst has done for the wider community as well and from that perspective. We talked about, you know, people not necessarily being aware of everything that goes on behind the walls, and they are very impressive walls. I mean, you mentioned our tour, and we had an incredible time at Stonyhurst. What are you doing to try and open the the school up a little bit more to the local community and also to local businesses? Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a really good question. I think you know, COVID has taught us a number of things, hasn't it? And Stonyhurst was not immune from uh, the impacts of. COVID with obviously running a boarding school under lockdown and having to utilise um, staff in different ways and things like that. But I think what that's done is that's enabled us to be to be reflective in, in, in a number of ways and kind of start again, start from scratch, really. Um, so, so one of the things that we do in the summer, we welcome a number of students from across the world to, to study English in our, in our summer language school, which is kind of English language plus loads of fun activities. So we're expecting... Uh, pre-COVID numbers again this summer, so that'd be exciting. But in terms of the wider reach, we're wanting to to open a power building to welcome businesses to use to use us for their kind of um, strategic aware days and leadership. Because I'm I firmly believe that kind of in our in our surroundings, a business can 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 be really quite strategic because you've got we've got 
perfectly good rooms that people can enjoy their meetings in and do the kind of the, the nitty-gritty of business and how they're going to move their businesses forward. But then kind of for the afternoon activities, we've got an estate where people can access a space, whether it's public footpaths, whether it's some of our facilities that perhaps are not being used by students that can be used by businesses that can help kind of reinforce the messaging that directors and and business owners have sort of set in the morning. So a longer-term strategy for us from a commercial perspective is we're looking into how we can develop a business school that supports local businesses from a leadership perspective, but really focusing on the Jesuit profile and all of the words that make up that profile, whether it be compassionate, whether it be uh, prophetic, those types of things, are so linked to business. So we, it's about us using that that kind of methodology to help us develop and deliver this similar things to businesses for them to develop their leadership, which in turn develops stability, I guess. So that's that's kind of a longer term strategy that we're working on at the moment to develop a business school that lives within Stonyhurst. What that looks like at this stage, <laughs> we haven't sort of planned it out in in its full in its full um um state at this moment in time but that's one of the things that we're looking at over the next two years probably um, so keep your eyes out for that but in terms of how does a business engage with us just get in touch um we've spent the past four or five months testing lots of things at Stonehurst from a commercial perspective uh because school comes first our students come first so we have to manage and do these things in the right way um so the wine tasting was something that we did during the easter holidays it was attended by 55 people-ish, some parents, some non-parents, some visitors, all that type of stuff. It was a good evening. So the next plan is to do it bigger, to do it better. So I think we're going to try and do that outside if we can in the summer at some point. Um, and then the idea of doing a bit of a walking tour as well, where you take a glass and you wander to a collection that might be linked to somewhere in Italy and you might be drinking that particular thing um, from Italy or something Spanish or something French or something English maybe. Um, so, so watch this based on that. Um, so that'd be quite exciting, I think, to do something along those lines. So we've talked quite a bit about the fantastic history of Stonyhurst. Give me a potted history of Paul Sharples. What was your career trajectory to bring you to bring you here to commercial director of Stonyhurst? Yeah, of course. So, so I started out um, worked in hospitality. So I did an apprenticeship um, at what was then Northcote Manor, so under Craig and Nigel. So I, I spent four years with them there. I spent a little bit of time working for Paul Heathcote. Did some, did I think that six months with Paul before I went over to the Devonshire Arms of Bolton Abbey, where I spent a couple of years working between the main site, the the, the main house, Devonshire Arms, but then their new, I think the term boutique hotel was used a lot back then. So that was the Devonshire Fellowburn. So also spent time there. Went back to Northcote for two years, worked with Craig um, from a wine perspective looking after the sellers and, and developing my knowledge from that point of view. And then I had an opportunity to, to step into the world of training and teaching. Um, so I took a post at Northlands Training Group. So I worked there for um, just over 11 years. So I was a hospitality trainer to start with, and then I developed my career through there and finished off final role there as team leader looking after the hospitality and food and drink provision there. And then a, a position came up to be um, curriculum manager of hospitality at Blackman College. So I was there for five years, I had a couple of different roles there. I was um, curriculum facing for the first couple of years and I went externally facing and looked after our industrial links and, and managed the relationship between the businesses that the college worked with at that time. Um, and then I was 
I went to Burnley College. I spent four years, just under four years at Burnley College. I went there as uh, initially to head up their apprenticeship provision there, which was Themis. And then again, that role morphed and changed a little bit. And I went again externally looking after some of the links with the businesses and developed into a bit of a role supporting our engineering provision at Burnley at that time. Um, and then I saw this role. So I thought, well, I've gone kind of full circle. Lots of people ask me, can you compare Stonehurst to Burnley to Blackburn? And you can't really. Um, and that's not a bad thing. Um, by that, I mean, it's, you know, I'm, I was very much used to these really modern college buildings that were all straight corridors and, and painted white and all really clean. And then you come to this quirky building that's got 2,000 rooms and paintings from three, 400 years ago in every room to to kind of working out is is this is this normal i guess is the kind of the thing the thing from that point of view but i think what is what is really key is it's the experience i guess that i've developed over the different places that i've worked whether that be hospitality previously or looking after and working with young people and working and developing different teams i think that's the key thing that makes you be able to do this kind of role because i guess 70 percent of my role is working with all these different people pulling people together to be able to develop and to deliver a commercial product ultimately um, from a school's perspective. And I think, you know, sort of that experience is helping me do that in the right way because one of the key things and the key messages that that we've got to stick to at Stonehurst is we've got to remember the tradition and the ethos of the school first and foremost. And, and, that, and that means working with the right customers and the right clients. Um, but delivering the right products as well, I think, and doing it in in a very measured way, and making sure that we test the process and that, that everything fits with with what we are as a school and the traditions that we've that we've developed over the past what is it five hundred years, give or take. Yeah. So, how do you go about attracting the right people to Stonyhurst, and then what do you think as Lancashire we can do to kind of retain that talent here in the county? In, in terms of staffing. Staffing and students, actually, yeah. Um, you know, Stonehurst has got, I think, it's about 420 staff, I think. So, so the key element for me there, as much as kind of wanting to bring new talent in, is one thing, obviously, because, you know, you, you, you will have that kind of turnover at some stage. But it's what you do as a business to retain those staff members by making them, for me, by making them feel part of the journey and part of the wider team as well. So being, being involved in strategic decisions and, under, and understanding where we're taking the business and not kind of... Just keeping that to the people with with fancy titles. I don't think that's the right thing to do. I think you've got to involve all your staff in those key decisions. And you know, we do that as a group of group of individuals weekly from a team meeting perspective, so they understand what we need to do in terms of finance, what we need to do in terms of uh, customer interactions and things along those lines. And I guess from a from a school perspective, in terms of recruiting students, bringing into the into our school. You know, our admissions and marketing team are, are responsible for kind of those initial conversations with parents and families. But it but I think for me it's about, you know, once you once we're lucky enough to have a prospective family in, in school, you know, the school itself tells its own story, I guess. Um, you know, from point of view, every room has a story, what be historic, be not historic. And I think getting people to buy into the feeling of family, I think, from Estonia's perspective. And I know that our marketing and admissions teams have worked really hard on that messaging over the past over the past three, four years about kind of that that one family 
you know, we 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 do have two schools. We are separated by geography in terms of, albeit five hundred yards between the two schools. But it's about bringing those two schools together because you know we've got um, age groups of, as I said before, three to thirteen down at SMH, St Mary's Hall, that is. And it's about how do you make those young people and those families feel comfortable to then make the step from the prep school up to the main college and spend the next five years in the Stonehouse family, I guess. And I think that for me is the right thing. And for us to, for those families to buy into what we are as a school and for us to be able to articulate how we can support that young person to be bigger and better over those, those years that they spend at Stonehouse, really. I think that idea of family values really kind of resonates and it comes up a lot when I talk to Lancashire ambassadors, whether it's the business with family values or, or the you know Stony House with family values, and that Lancashire feeling like a really kind of warm and welcoming place. Would you say that the kind of the ethos, if you like, of Stony House fits quite well with the wider ethos of the county? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, somebody... Somebody once said to me that that Stonyhurst is 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 more well known in Mexico City than it is in Clitheroe because of its Jesuit links, and I think that is that is absolutely that is absolutely the case. But I think you know if you ask somebody, do they know where Stonyhurst is? Yes, they do. Have they ever been in? Possibly not. Um, and what we're saying there is, please check out the websites and have a look at what you can do. You know, you can do on the estate. But I think. You know, Lancashire is a very unique place, isn't it? It's a bigger county than people think. Think, uh, and we've got all these different clusters of different things, whether it be the Fowl Coast or the Engineering Corridor, the M65, or whatever that is. And I think all of those different kind of nuanced areas all adds to this bigger thing, doesn't it? I think we, as a school here, we focus on developing an individual to be part of something bigger. And I think that's really key. And if we can kind of translate that into how you develop a county. If you kind of take care of your thing, that should contribute into the bigger thing. And I think that's evident from Eden Project coming more coming. And I mean that's really exciting. And obviously we're in a position to to um to sort of share some of those stories when we had um some colleagues from the LEP came in into college back in January. And I think that was really interesting that as a school, we were able to have a conversation with some people from something from the from the LEP that we wouldn't ordinarily do. Ordinarily, we we wouldn't necessarily have much engagement in that because we're not kind of part of that state sector. But I think what what it's done for us is it's it's highlighted some of the some of the developments that are happening in Lancashire that actually we can direct our students to from that broader knowledge of what's going on in, in the local area. But also, I think from a from a kind of a regeneration of our county, I think it's really important that we that people know more more broadly what's going on within the county really. And I think it's that kind of developing that person to be part of the bigger thing um, is, is a key message from our perspective. Um, and, and I think that's what Lancashire is. I think it's lots of people doing things really well in isolation, which adds up to this bigger, this bigger success story, I think, for me. Fantastic. And in terms of Lancashire as a county, you've obviously worked in various different places. What's your favourite part of Lancashire, if you're allowed to have one. My favourite part of Lancashire? That's a good question. Well, Ewood Park is a favourite part of Lancashire. Ah. <laughs> um, 
I think, I mean, having grown up sort of in the River Valley for most of my life, I think I, I can't really see further away from that. I grew up in Wiltshire all the way up to when I when I moved out and did my own thing. Um, and then kind of just on the on the cusp, I get to the Lake District, Silverdale is where my parents sort of spend a lot of time and where I've spent a lot of time as a kid. And I do with my family. And, and it is just still in Lancashire, so I'm going to claim that one for me. Think spiritual home. Spiritual home, and in terms of what is your favourite thing to do in the county? Favourite thing to do in the county. I like to be outside, so I ride a bike. So I like to be out and about, riding around the villages of River Valley and whatever else, climbing some mountains and things like that. So I quite enjoy that type of stuff. And what would you say Lancashire's biggest strength is if you're talking to somebody outside the county? Um. I think there's a, I think there's a couple for me. I think it's you know what we've got on the doorstep, whether it be towns or countryside. I think is really key in the diversity of where you can go and what you can do. Um, and secondly, it's it's people without question, one hundred percent welcoming people, absolutely. a big your family. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of ambitions for the county, where would you like to see? Lancashire, I mean, you've um, stepped up and become a Lancashire ambassador and we're delighted to have you on board. You're clearly passionate about the county and passionate about developing young people. What would your what would your ambition for Lancashire be? I think I think having worked in kind of quite a broad range of of establishments and, and, and businesses within within the county from working in the countryside, working in the town centre and things like that. I think a bit of an acknowledgement of that we can that we can actually do more to support things and we, and we can be better. The county is so diverse as I said before with 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 populated towns, with some deprivation, with some um, affluence as well. I think it's kind of narrowing those gaps a little bit. And I know that's probably a little bit of an overused an overused term at the moment. But I think like you know Lancashire can realise its potential to be better for everybody think and i think if we can achieve that you know we've got amazing things that are going to be happening on the coast you know that area of lancashire particular has, has suffered I, I you know i don't think that's un, that's unknown uh, information really i think if we can kind of harness some of the really exciting stuff that's going on there and kind of spread that message out into into some some of those other sort of more deprived deprived areas i think that that'll be amazing i think you know speaking for from my old role, I think the cyber, the cyber centre that's going to be coming in Salisbury is hugely important. I think that hopefully will um, develop roles for people who are already living in Lancashire, rather than bringing people in from all the other counties from in the local area to develop the workforce at Salisbury there. But I think that's a huge piece of work then for the cyber centre to, to retain that talent as well, I think. Um, obviously, BAE systems have been successful with winning some more of the business in terms of Tempest and the other things that go goes with that. Um, and that only helps the supply chain as well, doesn't it? And I think it's about protecting those supply chains and making sure that their workforce doesn't get kind of moved around a little bit to almost robbing Peter to pay Paul, I guess, from that point of view there. And I think that's really key um, in the coming years. And, and so the three really significant industrial almost revolutions there i guess from eden project from cyber and from bae so i think though if those things can kind of 
create a bit of a spark, then the rest of the county needs to kind of grasp onto that and then kind of be bold and brave in the decisions that they make in their in their councils, really. Yeah, 100%. And I think um, Lancashire does seem to be quite open in terms of how different parts of the sector <clears throat> work together and, and across each other from education to, to business to, you know, visitor, major visitor attractions such as Eden. So, um, yeah, I think it's a, a major opportunity for, for Lancashire going forward. Yeah, 100%, definitely. And last word on Lancashire. I think I might know what you're going to say, but um, in terms of why you love the county, why you're still here, um, what makes you stay? Um, I, I, I love it. All my family are still in Lancashire. Um, we've got access to amazing places to go and eat. We've got access to amazing countryside. We've got access to amazing history. And as I said before, the people are great, aren't they? They're honest. The hard working and those kind of things there are key for me. They always have been ever since the, that's the way I've been taught by my parents and been brought up in that ethos. And I think that's the one thing that we can harness in this in this county. The people are great. And if you've got good people and you've got good facilities, then you can do great things. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today, Paul. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. No, thank you. Thank you for your time as well. Join us next time to hear from another of our Lancashire ambassadors. For more details about what Lancashire has to offer both businesses and residents, head to our website, makelancashireyours.com.